Hello, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. Good morning. I hope that you have woken up bright and chirpy today, ready to take on a brand new work day. I love that it has been raining uh, the last couple of days where I'm at. And I just love the sound of rain. I love the smell of rain. I love the cool that it brings. And uh, one of my favorite things to do is just to stare out the window and watch the rain fall. And it's typically a really funny scene in my house whenever it rains, I'll be on my couch looking at the rain, calm, serene, collected, and Amy would be scrambling and <laughs> panicking because she had to pull in our clothes that's out drying. Uh, so all this to say, you know, we all experience stuff differently. I love the rain. Amy has a love-hate thing with the rain. Um, yes, so it's good. Recently, I got to rereading a book that has played a major role in my spiritual formation, in my discipleship. It's really transformed uh, my life in many ways. And it's this small little read. It's called uh, The Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Warren. And in this book, you know, she lists down um, several different um, mundane, everyday things that we have to do in life. Stuff like waking up, making a bit, brushing our teeth, uh, eating, sitting in traffic. And with each of these uh, mundane activities, she attaches a spiritual practice to it or a prayer, a form of liturgy or ritual in order to center her heart, her mind on Christ, even in the midst of a really mundane activity. And so I really took inspiration to her work here and I have tried to incorporate certain spiritual practices and prayers into really mundane activities. For example, these days when I wash my hands after coming home from somewhere, I would say the Lord's Prayer as I wash my hands and Studies have shown that you need to wash your hands for at least 20 to 25 seconds. And so the Lord's Prayer has become a good gauge for how long I need to wash my hands. But it's also a great way for me to pray the Lord's Prayer every day. Now, of course, this practice has become a habit in my life. I do this every day now. Uh, but it isn't just a habit or a practice, but it in many ways has be been really uh, transformative. The Lord has been speaking to me so much uh, through this prayer, through this practice, and I found myself consistently being nourished by this prayer uh, almost every day. And this is a prayer that I've been so accustomed to, so familiar with. I thought I knew the entirety of uh, this prayer prayer but God has been just showing me new things it's been so transforming my heart and that's the beauty of these seemingly mundane practices that turns into habits uh, they contain within them this potential for transformation and I love this line from Tish Warren's book she says this in a book the crucible of our formation is in the anonymous monotony of our daily routines. And let me read that to you again. She says, The crucible of our formation is in the anonymous monotony of our daily routines. Such a loaded statement. You know, we have to admit this, right? That our culture is one that craves the big, the entertaining, the dramatic, 
and the shocking. We are in many ways addicted to stimulation, to input, to entertainment. And in many ways, our church services at times feed into that condition, right? The worship is loud, it's attractive. Church at times is on purpose, packages itself to pander to one's desire and one's need to be entertained. So in many ways, this slow, quiet, repetitive, ordinary kind of approach to transformation, to a life of flourishing, just seems downright unappealing and it so goes against the grain of our culture. But I'd like to submit to you that it is exactly in these unseen, quiet moments, ordinary as it may be, mundane as it appears to be, these moments and these decisions and practices and habits that we on purpose pick up, that God does some of the deepest work of transformation in our lives. Now, this word liturgy might appear foreign to you and might, might trip you up, but the word liturgy simply would mean a ritualized way of worship. So you think in church on Sunday, we participate in a kind of liturgy that we repeat each week. And these are practices that are formative in nature. They are practices by which we are transformed. And just as our churches have a kind of liturgy, we too practice and participate in a kind of liturgy in our lives as well. We have put in place, whether knowingly or unknowingly, formative practices in our lives. Some add value and add weight to our spiritual lives and others don't. Because we all do have everyday habits, formative practices that constitute a kind of daily liturgy, right? By reaching for my smartphone every morning, I have developed a ritual that has trained me toward a certain end. I need entertainment, stimulation. I need to be informed through social media in order to start my day. Because you see, when people think of the words spiritual formation or transformation, they think of some disembodied, airy, fairy, hippie energy kind of thing. Or we think it's like a Holy Spirit possession, power infusion kind of thing. But spiritual formation, I would like to put it to you, is not a, just a Christian thing. It is a human thing. To be human is to be dynamic, not static. We never stop becoming somebody. And whether we like it or not, we are all being formed right now. But most certainly throughout life, by the stories we believe, by our experiences, by our interactions, by what we watch, by what we say, by what we do not say, by who we follow, etc. And the question really isn't whether we are a disciple or follow Jesus. It is about who or what we are a disciple of. And the question isn't so much whether you are being transformed. It is who or what you are being transformed into. All of us practice a kind of liturgy in our lives. And the question we have to ask ourselves is whether our liturgies, the liturgies of our life, these practices and habits, how much of them do actually add weight to our spiritual lives. It is said that the average 21st century adult spends four hours watching TV, about five hours listening to music, at least 200 minutes on their phone, 135 minutes on social media, and maybe about 20 minutes of reading. Each and every day, we are exposed to countless images and words 
in the form of media, stories, text, and sound bites, all of which are warring for space in our thoughts, in our ideas, and our feelings, or what the New Testament calls our mind. There is literally a war for your rest, your peace, your affections. And our discipleship to Jesus, the practice of our liturgy, has to offset all of that. We are coming against something. Much of our work in reality is a work of counterformation to undo that which the world has set on the throne of our heart. The Apostle Paul in his letter to Timothy describes the last days, these times that we're living in uh, as such that men would be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. They'll be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And even as we read through that list in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we see much of our culture listed in these verses. Paul, further down the chapter, would give Timothy pastoral instruction as to how he ought to live in this perilous times, in this last days, in this moment, this cultural moment where many would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They would love themselves instead of the other. And Paul says this to Timothy in verse 14. He says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of. Now the word continue is interestingly the same word used to describe abiding in John chapter 15. We are to abide in the vine, in the vine and as in abiding that we bear much fruit. The word there is the Greek word meno. And Paul is essentially saying to Timothy, you are to meno, you are to remain, you are to be committed and remain committed to the things to which you have learned. You are to abide and remain. And I love that Paul uses the same word that was used to describe this kind of restful abiding in Jesus to describe how Timothy ought to remain steadfast in the things that he has learned. And it's almost to say that as believers, as followers of Jesus, we are to have two kinds or there are two sides to this idea of manner. One being a restful, peaceful, abiding in God's presence, sitting in his presence, not striving and allowing his mercy, his grace, his kindness to wash over us. But there's the Another side to Mano, and the other side of Mano looks like being consistent, being committed, continuing, holding fast, being steadfast in a time of great opposition. To grow in our love for God requires us to both sit, rest, be still in His presence, but it also requires us to work, to do stuff, to put in place certain practices that will make for a life of love. The word used to describe God's love in the Old Testament is the word hesed. And hesed would translate to mean steadfast love, unfailing love, or as one translator translates it, covenant loyalty. God's love looks like covenant loyalty. It looks like faithfulness consistency and commitment and perhaps a virtue that is lost in this time of 
instant gratification where we get stuff here fast and now with Amazon Prime, with fast food, with instant messaging. Perhaps a virtue that we have lost in this time is that of faithfulness. And I believe in many ways, love is evidenced by faithfulness. Not just that hot burst of emotion at the start. That is important, that is great. Those initial feelings of attraction. But love is evidence, is proven, is matured and refined through faithfulness, through consistency, through commitment, through the mundane. And through Paul's pastoral instruction to Timothy in that letter, we know that in perilous times, in times of great trial and circumstance, one of the great temptations that we face is to stop continuing, to stop meno, to stop being faithful. He would say also to the church in Galatia, in Galatians chapter 6, to not grow weary in doing good. In a time where many are seeking to please the flesh, Paul would say to the church in Galatia to not grow weary in doing good. And I say the same to you this morning, to not grow weary in doing good, to stick to your spiritual practices, to stay through to the spiritual disciplines, to keep consistent with your spiritual habits through the mundane, through the ordinary, through the seemingly unexciting and know that God is doing a deep work in you, even as you meno and abide in the practices. Just as it says in John chapter 15, as we meno, as we abide, that is where God begins to produce fruit in our lives. And so today, even as we close off this podcast, I invite you to examine the liturgies of your life. What are some habits you have given yourself to? What are some practices that have been part of your daily routine? Stuff that you just do every day. Consider how much time you're devoting to these practices, to these habits. And also consider whether these habits add weight to your spiritual lives. And I'm not saying that you can't have fun. I'm not saying that you can't do quote-unquote unspiritual stuff. But in many ways, we have to understand our schedule or the way we occupy our schedule really reflects our priorities, really reflects what we truly esteem highly and value in our hearts. And if God, His ways, His kingdom, spiritual maturity is high up on your priority list, it will be reflected in your schedule. And my encouragement to you today is to incorporate liturgy, to incorporate small little practices through the mundane activities in your life to center your heart, your mind on the things of God. Pray the Lord's Prayer as you wash your hands. Say grace before you eat your meal and thank the Lord for His provision. Have a passage of scripture for you to chew on from the start of the day all through your entire day to center your heart on God's word, on God's truth. And I encourage you today, brothers and sisters, to stay true to course, to not lose heart, to not grow weary, to continue in the words of Paul in the things that you have learned. And let's stay steadfast and faithful even in this time. And so let's spend a few moments this morning as we always do and just ask for God's presence to meet us today, this morning, even as we begin our day. And let's pray a simple prayer together and ask for God's grace to fill us 
even as we embark on this day with the challenges that are ahead of us, but also with our intent, our heart's intent of wanting to be faithful, to be consistent and committed to practicing the way of Jesus, to incorporating spiritual habits and disciplines into our lives. Let's ask for God's grace to meet us here today and recognize that He doesn't call us to live a certain manner, a certain way without giving us the strength and the empowerment to do so. And as we ask for God's grace, let's believe that the Spirit is working deep within us and enabling us to live up to God's standards and God's ways. Let's spend a few moments this morning asking for God's grace together. Awesome. Let me pray for you before you begin your day. Father, we thank you this morning for your love for us. That is faithful, that is true, that is constant through the generations, that is so evident in, our, in the stories of our life. And God, we pray that we will grow to be a people who would stand faithful, true, and committed just like you are to us. Even in this time, of great uncertainty that we will be faithful, that we will not lose heart, that we will not grow sluggish and lazy, even in the things of the Spirit. And God, we ask for your grace to empower us, to guide us, to lead us. God, we thank you for your Spirit. You are our ever-present help in time of need. So God, we ask for your help this day. Help us to live in accordance to your will. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I pray that you have a blessed day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.